welcome to the Ryla Cast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. I am Greg Tepper. That is the man they call Josie. Well, hello, Andrew Utz. Greg Tepper. I interrupted you there. No, it's fine. It's, nobody's here. It's, nobody. <laughs> it's not like I have anything important to say. Um, how are you? I'm good. Things good? How are you? Things good this week on this, the week this podcast is being released? Things things are good this week. Yes. It's can been, you believe that thing in the news? I cannot believe that wow. thing. Can you believe the thing coming up? Oh, my gosh. Wow. Who could have seen that coming? And I've got to tell you, the sports. Oh, my gosh. The, the sports, sports are just uh, – they're up. They're down. That team. They, uh, I can't believe they did that. that that's, well, that team or the other team? Oh, well, I, that's a great point. But did you see those highlights from last night? Oh, the highlights. Oh, I can't oh, believe it. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, thank you for spending part of your day with us. This is uh, the uh, RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. Uh, we're so pleased that you have decided to join us uh, today. Uh, we have a very special guest coming up here at the second uh, segment. I'll be hearing from... Uh, one Rebecca Egger. Ah. Rebecca Egger. Some call her Becca. Some. Some. Not all. Some call her Rebecca. We'll dive into that and many more things. <laughs> the hard-hitting questions. Up. As we've mentioned before, we are uh, allowing our guests to essentially book the whole show. Um, I'm not sure why we've given them so much power. It's, uh, it's a lot less power on us. It's honestly, responsibility. we are simply puppets at this point. Uh, doing the bidding of our guests. But we've asked them to choose a word for the theme of this. Uh, Becca Egger has chosen the word <clears throat> empathy. 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 Right. That's when you enunciate that. Um, that's with an E. And so, here, with something to think about, about empathy, is Josie. Well, thanks. Thank you, Greg. Uh, empathy. So I looked up the definition of empathy. The ability to understand and share the feelings of another. Mm-hmm. Which Sounds I, about right. Yeah, it does sound right, uh, which is not sympathy. Uh, my, my lovely wife uh, let me know that there was a, a TED Talk, I think it was a TED Talk, uh, by Brene Brown, who okay. happens to be a research professor at University of Houston Graduate College of Social Work. Okay, social work. I'm with you. Social work. So she talked about the difference between empathy and sympathy. Mm-hmm. And I, I highly recommend that. That's uh, it's a very – it's like a two- or three-minute video um, to, to describe empathy. And uh, one thing that I took away from that was she said, rarely can a response make something better. What makes something better is a connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought about that the other day when I was riding home on uh, the Dart light rail system. And right before we went underground... Did we suddenly just, like, veer off into public transportation talk? We did. Wow. That was a quick transition. <laughs> like, normally, normally, I, I you know, I see it coming. That I, You have blindsided me, sir. Well, no, we're, I just jerked you the jerked wheel. jerked the wheel. <laughs> okay. And we're going my way. That's fine. Uh, yeah, so I was on the train, and uh, at the station right before we went underground... The, there was a, a young kid, I say young kid, he was probably 10 or 12, who got on, looked like he was coming home from school, and I, I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was he had ju- just gotten on the train and uh, burst into tears. Mm. And turns out he was not on the right train. And we, oh. were, we were headed 
into an area where you don't get cell service. Oh, no. Yeah. So, and I, I'm a couple rows back in a seat, and I, I don't know what's going on, but it's not good. And I see uh, a man, gentleman, a couple rows in front of me, motion to the kid to come sit down. And so the kid comes and sits down, and I hear the guy saying, hey, what's going on? Uh, and I, I couldn't hear the whole story, but the gist of it is he got on the wrong train, doesn't know where he is, knows where he needs to go. And strange gentleman uh, said, hey, you know what? I did this one time. They just really need to make these signs a little bit easier to read. But if you just hang in there, we'll get you on the right train. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, there's no way these two individuals knew each other. And so we got to the next station, and he said, okay, kid, we're, we're getting off here, and, and we're going to get you back to where you need to be. And they left, and uh, about three or four people on the train you know, thanked the, the older gentleman um, and started talking about, you know, there's, there's good people still in this world. Um, and I thought that that paired really well mm. with empathy because, uh, I mean, in a split second, I don't know if you've be- ever been in that situation where you've, you know you've done something very wrong and you don't know where you are or how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that just the, the way that that guy took action um, I thought was was really nice to see. I, I don't know if I would have done the same thing as quickly as he did. Uh, but I just thought that was a, a really nice story. Yeah, that is. And, and I think that sometimes we're all just kind of looking to make sure that we're not the first person that's ever experienced something. Like, you know? Yep. You know, like I'm a big believer that there's no such thing as normal. Like that, uh. that we all that, – that we all um, – kind of have our own experiences and and so if you if somebody says oh well is this normal it's like well that's not really a thing i mean it, it, i want to be clear um consult your medical professional if you feel like something is abnormal uh, yes. i want to be very clear about yes that. but like you know i i and I've, I've i think i've learned that a lot since we had uh since my wife and i had um our kid is it's easy to freak out a lot about a lot of things and there are uh the internet is full of people who are ready to just tell you hey um this is the worst thing in the world by mm-hmm. the way like webmd you know what i mean things <laughs> uh, like that yes. like oh my gosh uh it turns out the kid has an extra limb wow i just <laughs> didn't expect that uh but the to me I, I feel like that's something we're all just searching for is is somebody to say um i i looked this up and there's there's a great blog post of the inestimable power of I'm sorry, dude, that sucks. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Sometimes that is all we want is be like, yeah, I'm sorry, man, that sucks. Like, yeah. Because that's, that's kind of – in a lot of ways, that's, that's kind of the, 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 the core of empathy is saying, all right, well, that's just that. – like I, I get that. I under, like your yep. feelings matter. Your feelings are valid. And even just – even if you can't fix it. Right. Just and, being able to say that. And that's, that's the interesting part of empathy is – you know the difference between empathy and sympathy is to be empathetic you're not supposed to fix it you know we just we just want somebody to say you know that sucks yeah and just and just hang out with me here for a minute and not at least you know the the uh Brene Brown talks about you know sympathy is well at least you're not this yeah you know that's that's a, not really empathetic um but i thought that was it was an interesting story and what was more interesting is that's not my original topic when Discussing empathy. Um, Wait, uh, what? There's more? There's more. But wait, there's more. So the dart train just happened. The dart train just happened. Whoa, okay. I know. And it's just, I mean, that's a 
another thing for another discussion for another time how you know i don't know if things happen when you're thinking about them or you're just more aware of things happening yeah um i know that like if you like if you start thinking about like boy i'm hungry all you'll see are fast food commercials yes yeah absolutely um but no what i uh and what i was going to talk about and still will uh spoiler alert (laughs) um empathy seems to be a tricky word from my brief experience with researching the topic uh simon sinek um i watched a, a talk it was live to lead um and he gave a talk on empathy and perspective and i thought this was a really good talk about leadership and more of like a an adult um workplace role mm-hmm. where uh you know empathy is being concerned about the human being and not just their output mm-hmm. and that the that leadership is not about being in charge but it's about taking care of people in our charge. Yeah, I and like that, that. I like that. The the word I would not have chosen those words because it's kind of a trip uh, trip me up a little bit. But uh, yeah, leadership is not about being in charge, but it's about taking care of people in our charge. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, and just the idea of um, where you're going. You know, be don't be so eager to be the boss and in charge of everything. Make Mm -hmm. sure you're caring about the individual. Um, and I, and I think my work does a really good job of this is, you know, we're all people first, people first, uh, you know, you have a family. Um, so what, make sure you understand, uh, what people you're in charge of or in your work group, you don't even have to be a boss. Make sure you're invested in what they think and feel and, and value, um, more than you're invested in what they produce. Yeah. And so on that note, what are you doing to help create an environment that allows people uh, to do that? Me? Well, just – Oh, you're asking? I just I, – <laughs> I stared like, directly you at you. you. That was the funny thing is that you stared directly at me and like what are you doing and like darted your eyes over towards mine. Um, no, I think that's, 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 a, that's a great point is that like it's not enough to be empathetic. It, you have to foster it. Right. Like that's the mark of true leadership. Yep. Is, is making sure of that. Um, that's interesting. So we had a public transportation story. Public transportation story. And some great quotes. Well, thank you. Good job, man. Yeah. So uh, and just uh, buzzwords, Brene Brown, um, who has a Netflix special on. Really? Uh, recently dropped. Yeah, I, I hadn't either until uh, Joni showed me that video, but it just dropped uh, in the past couple days. Okay. We'll check that out. Yeah. Thanks, Josie. Thank you. Appreciate it. And now we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the real star of the show. Becca Egger will join us. Stay with us here on the Rallycast. <laughs> Josie, if you wouldn't mind. I would you not. walk over to the giant, oversized, comically large door here to the studio. Go over there. Go this this is bad. This is a bad <laughs> That's just theater me of the walking over there. I don't know why you're clomping like a like a horse over there. I've got my clogs. Anyway, could you, could you open up the door? Do we do we have somebody at the door? We do. Who's there? We have the one, the only Becca Egger. Oh! oh hey. Becca Egger joins us. Why has it got to be a large door? 
So here's Becca. Just zooming. I think we cut that. out there for a minute. Uh, Becca, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. Are you? Fellas. Are you? I'm super excited. Are you? Good. I am. Good. I nodded, but no one knows that. Yeah, That's, this is, you got to remember. Yes. This audio is, only. This is, an, this is a, an uh, audio medium. Huge loss that's for fine. everyone at home, but that's all right. We'll get there. We're doing good. Uh, how are things? Things are great. Yeah. Things are super. Things are very good. Yeah. So you. we're going to start this interview the same way we start every interview, okay. uh, which is uh, we're going to want to hear your Ryla story. So if you could tell us your Ryla story. Awesome. That'd be great. Yes, with pleasure. So I attended Ryla in 2004, which was um, maybe a little bit, I don't know. It feels like a fluke, but I also don't really believe that but um like I, I think I went with like a casual friend to the counselor's office to check our GPA or something because that's what cool kids do <laughs> I gotta tell you right? when I think of what all the cool kids in high school are doing uh, they're check. just getting the latest on their GPA you gotta check and then while we were in there he was like hey I heard on the announcement something about a camp and I was like I guess I'll pick up an application too so it was just like I got an application and then I applied. Fun fact, my there was one other person who applied. They didn't do interviews or anything like that. They The counselor had us write an essay. This was back in the dark ages. And um, so I was like, oh, great. So I wrote some. I did just because I was up against, like, literally the valedictorian of the class since I ejected my GPA, I knew. And What um, high school, by the way? This, well, oh, what high school? How high school. How? Yes. Mm. Go Bulldogs. Shout out Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I wrote an essay about leadership and then my friend who was also applying told me that she wrote an essay about how she went camping one time. So I felt pretty sure that I would get in. (laughs) And I, I, she's, she is literally brilliant and a genius. So I think that might've been an act of divine intervention to keep her from outshining me, which I will take. Um, anyhow, so attending camp and absolutely, I always say it saved my life, not in a, not in a, uh, l- like n- living sense. I, I did not, uh, I wasn't in that dark of a place, but in a quality of life, mm. uh, type of way that just gave me a lot of direction and cleared a lot of fog and gave me relationships that, um, helped me see how I could have healthier relationships outside of, outside of camp as well. And so then that was 2004 and nobody's gotten rid of me since. So that's my real story. Try, try as they might. Try huh? as they might. I open the giant door and I walk on in. Um, the door stays the same size regardless <laughs> of who's walking through it. I just want to be very clear about that. Um, okay, but you've, stayed, you've been involved basically ever since, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's... Yeah, I've, uh, I've, I've never been back in a cabin, but I... So I was on... What, what we now call ACA, but was activities at the time. I was basically an assistant to the staff when I was an assistant counselor and then stayed on staff for a few years. And I've worked my way into, I've weaseled my way into working with the advisory group, which is our group of students who uh, come back after camp to advise camp, to advise the next year's camp mm-hmm. during their senior year. And then from that group, we get the assistant counselor. So I've worked with that group fairly closely for the past Oh, I don't know, seven, eight years, something like that. That's been super fun. Was there a an advisory group? Like, was that a role that you created, or was oh, there? Oh, one hundred percent. No, <laughs> uh, 
I think yes and no. I think there's there's always someone who helped Mark or helped Dana, um, and then it um, it just kind of grew. What I've learned over my Ryla tenure is that whenever Dana has a um, like a gentle suggestion, it's actually a really good idea. And so as I started uh, kind of honoring those gentle suggestions, uh, that kind of uh, all, all those added up to kind of a job of, mm-hmm. of keeping track of different information and developing um, different modes of communication, et cetera. And so uh, it existed before me, but it's different than it for now than it was then. Can I ask a weird question? No. Cause you're okay. <laughs> well, um, on. Thanks everybody. So the, I made the point a couple, a couple of shows ago about how sometimes camp doesn't click with people until mm-hmm. later. Right. When did, when did it, when did it click for you? Oh my gosh. Like hour seven. Really? Or like right like away. That. I was like my people. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. I, uh, Yes, which was really cool because I think, in retrospect, I think my junior year, I probably was dealing with some mild depression, as most humans do at many points in their lives. And so I went into it pretty nervous that I wouldn't feel anything because I'd been feeling pretty, like a, like a dull pencil. And um, so it was such a relief when it, it did land really hard, really fast. It was really pretty cool. So um, the lessons that you learned way mm-hmm. back when in 2004 mm-hmm. uh, how do you use those in your life life today in my life today well um i think a lot of what i learned was i i, I remember being amazed by the quality of people around me and how kind everyone was and everyone was so talented and everyone was so um you know ready for a new challenge and and all these things and i was like man the people here are different and then by the end of the week i was like no they're not i'm different i i am giving people a chance and i'm mm. not i i grew up literally my parents moved to where i grew up like 2 weeks before i was born so i've literally lived in the same place my whole life k through 12 in the same school system and stepping out of that and being the only person that i knew in a whole big group of people for a week made me realize how many biases I had. And so, um, and how I put people into boxes and, you know, everything that, you know, you trash about your hometown or your small town. I was like, it's not them. It's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it might be them too, but that's not my business. And so, um, that, that's definitely something, one of the several, uh, lessons that I try to keep with me now. It's hard, obviously, but, but to, realize that yeah that people are way cooler than my biases give them credit for mm. uh, that's a that's a good that's title for this podcast we should we should probably rethink that yeah. <laughs> write that down I'll write that down thank you um so what's your deal like what's what do you what do you do what do you what do you what do you, hey, what do, you do now tell deal? people tell people who who you are today who i am today um i am i would love to say i'm a retired english teacher i don't know that that's true i'm just not currently employed as an english teacher i taught high school english for six years total and um really enjoyed that and uh but now i most of my time is spent um managing our household managing our two little girls um, being managed by our two little. little girls. Yeah. They're, they're getting, they're, I saw, they're there. I saw your youngest yeah. and 
I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, she's like... She, You've she been turned, replaced yeah. by a much larger child. <laughs> yeah, she turned three the other day, which she was not happy about. I said, you're three. She said, no, I too. Um, but by the... <laughs> Which she did when she turned two as well. She said, no, I won. Change so, is hard. I don't know. Yeah. Her grammar hasn't changed, but her age has. Um, anyhow, yeah. So do a lot of managing of them and being managed by them. But then uh, professionally, I'm a photographer. Mm. Mm. A very good photographer, Y'all I might so add. Y'all are so nice. Y'all are really nice. Josie's well, well you said it. Yeah. You are nice. nice. <laughs> Thank you. You are fine. <laughs> you can stay. <laughs> Um, so one thing we've, we are trying out that I think is going to stick mm-hmm. is this we, is actually a Becker, Becca Egger idea too, because she know, was the one who gave me notes on the podcast. And, uh, this is, this is this is the be- part where you compliment your guest. Yes. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> Not on the air. Um, but, uh, so we, we sent you a list of words yes. for you to choose from. Yes. Uh, what word did you choose? Uh, I was, man, I couldn't think of a joke fast enough. <laughs> I chose empathy. That's the truth. And why? Uh, because that, that's a, that's a word I've been, I've been sitting with a lot recently. Um, I, I, I had the opportunity to speak at camp this last year and it was about, we spoke on conflict resolution and then I was able to take that talk and, um, use it a couple times at a fellow Rylarian school where she is, uh, on staff. And so it kind of, it, it morphed and changed and realized how much of that was about empathy, um, about to resolve conflict well, um, how important empathy is. And also in my development professionally, I've been real, I've keep coming back to empathy and how that is just so it's, it's necessary. It's just a mandate for doing my job well. And I don't think I'm the only one. Oh no. Probably, Mm -hmm. probably a lot of jobs, like a couple at least, at least three. Yeah. Minimum three. Couple three. So before Josie asks you to uh, to give you the floor to, to plug something that you're passionate about or yes. something you're into right now, yes. um, I, I, I must point out that you and Josie spare, uh, share a very special bond. Yes, we do. Which is? Again, I can't think of a joke. You, you both have hair. <laughs> yes. But oh. also. Mammals. Mammals unite. Mammals, mammals with hair. Uh, but uh, I think that's actually what makes a man anyway mm-hmm. that's no that's okay. neither here nor there no um the uh, uh the you you have you met you got a spouse there yes at, not at each other that would have been cool too yeah I'll, it would have been i'll be the first to admit that but uh yes i i, I never had a high school sweetheart but i have a rila sweetheart Aww, that's cute well, and, <laughs> and sorry i had a uh, frog in my throat <laughs> Moved him to tears, folks. That's what's going on on this end. <laughs> no, go on, Becca. Please. That's, what do you want me to say? Well, who is it? Oh, it's Jeff, my husband. Oh. Jeff mm. Egger. Woo! Jeff's wa- Jeff in the studio is waving full disclosure. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> okay. What do you, what so, do you, so you want me to tell I'm, that story? I'm, what do you want me to do? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a, I guess more importantly is like how has... Uh, because Josie said something that that really uh, stuck with me whenever you, you were discussing mm-hmm. um, you no. and, you and Joni is is that that's one fewer thing you have oh to explain gosh. to somebody. Oh my gosh! Because that like is that is that a a bond a passion that you guys both share for for the program? Yes. Well, and the the thing is is that any volunteerism, especially something on this scale, is like like just a, an 
necessary element of volunteerism is sacrifice. And this takes a lot of sacrifice um, time-wise um, for our family, particularly for me. In this in this season, Jeff's job is, is super demanding, so he doesn't have the time to uh, volunteer the way he would like to. And so his volunteer ism is covering for me so mm. i can go and um it's the this last year at camp i counted and i think that he took our kids during that that six days or seven days or whatever it is that i was gone i think he he had our kids every every moment that he was home and i think there were there were like eight to ten families that he bussed them around to so that like just to have childcare during the week while I was gone. And so to, that's not normal. And like mm-hmm. most people would not do that, but and, and he, I mean, he, he loves me and he probably did it, you know, cause I love him too. And I asked him to, Aww. but really I think what it comes down to is that he understands the magnitude of what's going on and he sees the long game and he knows that like, this isn't just like to go have fun. And so, you know, let's weigh your fun versus my fun. We're looking at the long game and the investment we're making and um, the investment we've already made. And to have that in common is, is uh, yeah, I, I don't know what it looks like to not, to not have that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really admire uh, the folks who are able to stay involved whenever their families start growing that are not looped into camp because I'm, I don't, Mm-hmm. That takes a that takes a lot of empathy on the on their on their partners it. part. <laughs> God, I'm glad we opened that door. Oh, man. You got something? Huge door. Uh, I I got nothing. Um, actually, I do have something. Yeah, as you alerted me to earlier. That's great. Um, I know. Just quick thinking. <laughs> so, do you have anything you would like to plug? Um, I'll leave it open. Provide a suggestion like movies, TV shows. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh. Because I listened to this podcast, so I thought this might be good. Oh! oh a listener. Yes. <laughs> You're the one. Five stars. <laughs> Five stars. Um, yes, so uh, my plug is for another podcast, my second favorite Thank podcast. Mm. Yes, it's one that NPR produces. <laughs> uh, it's probably fairly well known to those who are in the who are who are fans of, of this medium, but um, Invisibilia is mm. my favorite. My favorite, other favorite podcast, other than other than this one, clearly. But it's, um, I just like NPR. I think it's great reporting. But then also, um, it does to to tie it back again. Uh, it it is it is a yeah. It's 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 there's stories that make me stretch my empathy and uh, make me because I think that well, I was. This is a topic that I was learning about the other day, so this is not from my head, but um, but just how th- uh, empathy can be used a little bit of as a weapon more than a tool. Um, maybe in this in our generation and those younger of like who deserves our empathy and who does not, and um, and 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 invisibility is one of those podcast it makes me wonder. Okay, at what point do you does someone not become a human to me? At what point do I? do I count you out? Mm-hmm. Um, and they encourage it, it. And yeah, through it, I'm encouraged to back that way up and, and, uh, be a better person. Well, Becca, thank you so much for coming in so and talking with us. Was, was this awesome. as scary as you thought it was going to be? Um, yeah, it was the, no, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, and if I may, uh, when I saw that you chose empathy yes. for your word, yeah. 
Uh, there's no other person in the world who I feel like could speak to empathy mm-hmm. better than Becca Egger. You know what? Hey, that's super kind. Thank you. Can I pass that back though? Uh, no. Somehow today I was thinking, I can't remember my line of thought, but I was like, Josie is like the most encouraging person mm-hmm. that there was. So look what you just did. You just fulfilled that little, that little thought of mine. It's Thank like you. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. You did it. You fulfilled your own <laughs> prophecy. Great work. That was good. Thanks. <laughs> Thank good you, talk. Becca. Talk, Yay! 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 <laughs> Thanks once again to Becca Egger for coming up here. She brought her whole family. Yes. The whole, well, her, like, nuclear family. She didn't bring, like, her, you know, uncles. That's true. But she did bring her daughters and um, that, that boy she's always hanging out the, with. The guy she lives with. Yeah, the guy whose house, who's ha- who lets, she lets live in her house. That's right. Her and the girl's house. Yes. Uh, anyway, we appreciate uh, Becca Egger for being our uh, special guest and someone to talk to. We'll now close it out with something to leave you with. Um, when when people bring up Ernest Hemingway, I feel like that is a little bit haughty. <laughs> and I, uh, and yes, beca- Hemingway. Like, like, if, like if Hemingway is your favorite author, like, I don't know. I feel like that, like, I, I am always very tentative about telling people that I really like Ernest Hemingway because Ernest Hemingway has a certain way of writing that can be a little bit, like, it could be a little bit of a lot. You know what I mean? Okay, like, yep. being, being Ernest Hemingway. And Ernest Hemingway, of course, there's a lot of baggage there and the whole Florida Keys thing. But uh, he was a very prolific writer in the middle of the, um, middle of the tw- uh, 20th century, rather, the last century. And in any case, uh, he did have a quote from one of his uh, one of his lesser known books across the river and into the trees uh is is the name of the book uh, across the river and into the trees it's not as popular as old man in the sea it's not as popular as the sun also rises or for whom the bell tolls or anything like that but uh he has uh, a book and in it is is something that i was thinking about when i thought about empathy and it, it just kind of very says sometimes he can be very um he can be kind of hard to read in my opinion but he can also have very succinct excellent ways of putting things and he just said this is a quote from from that book When people talk, listen completely. Don't be thinking about what you're going to say. Most people never listen. And you were talking a lot about about empathy, and and that's kind of been the theme uh, of this entire show. And I feel like that phrase, listen completely, is something that we – like that's the first step towards being empathetic for somebody. Right. Is – you know, if you're telling me about something that's bothering you, or you're telling me about something you're struggling with. If I'm not actively attempting to truly understand the situation, if I'm just thinking, "Oh yeah, okay, well, Josie, something's going on," and I'm, I'm thinking otherwise, like I'm not going to be able to, to empathize fully. And, and that I feel like is, is something that's tied in very closely is 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 listening and empathy. That um, because we were talking about it, sometimes all we want is to be heard. Yes, and. There is certainly something to be said for just being there, but that next step is being an active listener and being actively involved in what somebody else is saying. And so I I thought about that that Hemingway quote uh, a lot while I was thinking about him uh, thinking about empathy because that to me is the first step. Is um, because how many of us, and I am certainly guilty of this, um, 
probably more than I should be. <laughs> uh, how many people, when we're having a conversation, are just thinking about what we're going to say next? Yeah, you know I, what I mean, I am, I'm definitely guilty. As you know, this is as you were telling me that quote, I was getting ready to write it down, and then when I realized where it was going, I was right? like, you know what? It's so I'm, weird. I'm focused. Well, and especially in in, in, a, in a in a society uh, in a society that's like more and more distracted by the day mm-hmm. uh the the art of being an active listener and being an active participant in a conversation uh is the first step if you fail at that step you're never like any empathy you're going to offer is is at best hollow That's in right. my opinion and so i was thinking about that a lot um when i was when i was uh when the topic of empathy was brought up uh, not just because I wanted to uh, impress everybody that I've read Hemingway. This guy reads Hemingway. Right? That's the thing. That's what's so hard to bring up. Like, if, for example, like there's certain authors like that. Like, for example, if you tell people that like you've read Crime and Punishment, like they're like, oh, you listen to Dostoevsky, huh? Okay, well, this guy. You know, there's like a certain, I don't know. But, but Hemingway... He could be a bit of a blowhard, but sometimes <laughs> sometimes he really hits on something, and that was something that, that really struck me. So that is your something to leave you with, and with that, we'll leave you. Uh, thank you for listening to this, the RylaCast. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. If you did like this podcast, please consider giving it a rating and leaving a comment on iTunes or Google Play. Um, and tell your friends. Tell your friends about this weird podcast that you listen to. So anything else? Uh, no, I was just going to say thank you to the 14 ratings we have oh! on, on Apple. <laughs> five out of five stars. <laughs> we have no four or below stars. So don't blow it. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Thanks again to Becca Egger for being our guest. Josie, thanks Gre- for joining us. Greg, thank you. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it. We'll see you next time.